If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the ANN After Show for a very special edition. That edition being Attack on Titan got canceled this week, but we're still doing one anyway. So um, we might not have Attack on Titan to talk about, but we've got plenty of anime backup shows for these sorts of a situation. <laughs> so this week, we're going to talk about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, who James also happens to review for Anime News Network. So, I mean... Good thing we put them on both those shows. <laughs> you guys told me we were talking about Yashihime today, and I feel very <laughs> underprepared. Uh, <laughs> if you want to hear James rant about the sequel to Inuyasha, uh, head over to Anime News Network, where he's making everyone angry once a week. Um, but before we get started, <laughs> I want to um, remind everyone to sign up for the Anime News Network newsletter. You can find it at www.animenewsnetwork.com slash newsletter. And to make sure to pick up your ANN merch at the Kaimono shop. It's really awesome. We've got a couple different t-shirts and we've got a mug up there. And I just got a sneak peek at some of the new stuff that's going to be coming up there soon. So make sure you check that out. Um, before we get started with our Jujutsu Kaisen special edition. I also um, want to talk a little bit about the news. So mm -hmm. first off, the Oscars were, the no Oscar nominees were announced today. And once again, anime is robbed. Um, there's no anime nominated in the uh, best animated picture category. Uh, there were a couple different movies that were up for the possibility of a nomination. And those included Demon Slayer, film uh earwig and the witch by studio ghibli and goro miyazaki uh yao miyazaki's under respected son um, <laughs> <laughs> he deserves so much more okay goro's doing his best out there um i don't, I don't know. know i saw Earthsea for the first time and um start I somewhere <laughs> I mean, those are big shoes to fill. Really big He's shoes. Doing to his fill. best. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the the Earwig and the Witch uh, movie is definitely different than a lot of things that come out of Ghibli. It's a fully CGI feature, so it was uh, a way for them to test out like new technology now that the old guard is getting really 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 old. Like, you know, is like 80 years old. No joke. Yeah. So, you know, they got to try out some uh, new technology, see what they could do. Um, in the 3D CG field, and I, I think it's a pretty cute little film. It's not the, it's not quite at like a Pixar level in either execution or visually, but it's still pretty cute. It's based off a book by the same author who did um, Hell's Moving Castle, so oh. it's yeah. So it's based Love off a, it. a, a British kids novel, and then um, the new Lupin the Third film was also eligible, and I haven't gotten to see that, but that looks amazing as far as like. Trans like translating the style to 3D CG. That one looks really good. Mm -hmm. And then there was uh, Kenji Iwaisawa's uh, Ongaku Our Sound, which I was actually really, really hoping that one would get a nomination. It's like a passion project just done by like a handful of people um, over a long period of time. We got to interview him over at Anime News Network. So you can go check our uh, interview with uh, Mr. Iwaisawa over there. And uh, Caitlin Moore reviewed the film for us and she gave it like straight A. She said it was like amazing. Wow. So it's really, really that. good. Yeah, yeah. G-Kids has that one. So I'm pretty sure um, 
it actually came out on home video this month so you can either buy it on home video or it's probably streaming on like hbo or probably hbo i think i have to double check that someone who knows will probably say so in the comments and then uh masaki yuasa who's one of my favorite favorite directors and still man crybaby guys yeah. and um keep your hands off azokin he had uh, the film ride your wave which is a really lovely film about um loss actually a romance and lost love and Thank grief God. yeah yeah it'll make I you cry it'll make you cry so so hard but i love the main character in that film she's just she's just great yeah and there, there's some surfing too the dub was really good too that was one that the sub and dub were really really strong um i actually was like looking at this list and i was shocked i have to see ungaku because you've been speaking you've been saying great things about it um but yeah. ride your wave i mean flat out that's like one of the better animated movies i've seen in a long time and um like Lindsay was saying um it's man that movie will make you cry it'll make you laugh but then it has like these incredibly like heartfelt romantic moments i'm pretty cynical about love and then i was just like oh my god maybe maybe it's out there maybe this is real maybe there's but, a cute uh, fireman somewhere yeah for, for who's a surfer us. and he's yeah. super nice yeah <laughs> um i never saw whisker away though but i wanted to see whisker away isn't that one on netflix that one is on netflix <laughs> and i haven't watched it yet either but if you like cats there's a lot of cats magical cats in that one so. oh, i need to see that james have you seen any of these um, I saw I, I reviewed Whisker Away and that yeah. one was that was okay. It was a good flick. Um it had some kind of narrative issues that I think just never really got ironed out quite the way that I yeah. would have would have preferred. Uh, but it was fun, mm -hmm. it was entertaining. Outside of that, I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. I know Earwig, I think Earwig is definitely streaming on HBO. And so that's yeah. one that I'm gonna get to. I'm going mm -hmm. through like every single Ghibli film. And so I'll yeah. probably get to that at the very end. But um, I'm Ongaku is the one I'm really looking forward to. I read Caitlin's yeah. review and I was just super, it sounds right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a bunch of delinquents that start a band in high school. They're like inspired oh by God. their favorite band and then they make a band. So yeah, it's all centered around like garage rock. So very, I have very like nice. a alone sounds great. So <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, I, so yep, none of those none of those made the cut for Hollywood, yeah. but we can all support them by watching them ourselves and knowing in our hearts that they win all the awards. So yeah. and then and then a follow up to uh, if anyone's been following the live action Cowboy Bebop uh, film developments, they just announced that they finished uh, they finished streaming. Well, I shouldn't say they announced it. Uh, the actress that's playing Faye Valentine like posted on her Instagram that shooting is all done it, it was delayed by about nine months because if i remember right uh john cho uh hurt himself on yeah. set while he was uh doing choreography and stuff for the film so they had to take a break and then covid and you know all of that so mm -hmm. it's done which i mean i'm sure they still have to do all the special effects work and stuff for it but maybe we'll get to see it by the end of the year maybe, maybe. oh my gosh i have such mixed feelings about this um I mean, Lindsay knows like Cowboy Bebop is one of my favorite anime of all time. I literally have it like tattooed on my side. Um, and it was honestly one of the anime that made me like, I liked anime. No, that's not true. Actually, I loved anime. At Sailor Moon, I was like already, yeah. I was in, I was all in. But then like yeah. Cowboy Bebop was like, okay, so you're going to be obsessed with this for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, obviously, like, a, I don't want to get, like, too emotional here, but it was um, my brother's favorite anime. And so, like, for me, I, like, hold it really near and dear to my heart. So when I saw that they were doing this, like, live action, like, I kind of cringed a little bit because, like, frankly, there's just, you know, we just live action anime adaptations. We can't say a lot of positive things, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was kind of intrigued by the casting. And in the end, I feel like if they write this well and it's executed well by the actors, then like, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? But it's just like, you know, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Mulan earlier, the live action Mulan. And you're like, this yeah. is just a complete regurgitation of the animated movie. Um, so it's it's like, they have to do something different in my opinion. If it's the exact same, like I, I ain't gonna be here for it. But I'm also wondering, are they a little bit older now? Like, when is this taking? We haven't really gotten a lot of, we don't know anything really about it, except for like the bare bones. So um, I don't know. It's still a big question mark for me, really. 
yeah i'm excited i'm excited about the the casting that they've done for it i mean but it but it does kind of lean the way you're saying like john cho isn't a young man he's a handsome man but he's like you know approaching 50 and i always assumed spike was more of a late 20s or 30s you know kind of yet i feel like spike has to have lived some yeah. amount of time he can't be like a young chicken right he's been through way too much shit so yeah um you know, I always assumed it, he was more like in his 30s the, and maybe Faye was like late 20s and Jet might be in his 40s or something like that. So, Lindsay, yeah, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what you just said was 100% what I thought they were age wise. And then I Googled it and yeah. Spike is like 27. I thought he was like 31 or 32 and Faye is like <laughs> 23. I what? thought she was 26 or 27, like you said. And Jet is 35. No, there is no way. Jet is thirty-five. He looks like yes, he's. He like, is. Go ahead. What? Sorry. What? Oh, I was just gonna say this is like this is this is media misrepresentations of thirty-somethings that I've been putting up with forever. It's like once you turn thirty, you're ancient. And as someone who's about to turn thirty-four, like, do I look like I would? No. I would be around the same age as as Jet. I mean, please, poor please. Jet, man. Poor me. <laughs> Poor me. No, but I, I remember I looked up their ages and I, because when John Cho got casted, I was like, oh, oh, how old is Spike? You know what I mean? And then I like looked up their actual ages and I was like, phase 23. Like, I thought she was Masato's age and Masato's 28 and Abigail. Yeah. So, yeah. Because she's anyway. also been through phase. She's been through a lot, right? I mean, she's there was, the, you know, the cryogenically frozen bit, you know, there was, you know, becoming a, a, a swindler and a gam, you know, breaking into the casinos and all that kind of stuff. Like how she, you know, learning how to operate a, her own, I was going to say jet, but you know, like her own, her own space thing. Like, thing. Yeah, yeah. All, you know, I mean, she's been very, very busy if she's only 23. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's like space or something. It made them, I have no idea, but anyway, you know, if you don't spend as much time, like in gravity, I would think that, no, that would work in reverse. Like I bet I would look amazing in space because there would just be like no gravity. Like you still look amazing girl. Thank you. Um, James, what do you think about the live action adaptation (laughs) of Cowboy Bebop? I don't know. I'm just, I'm still sitting here just kind of shook by the fact that I'm older than all of these characters, except for Jet. Um, (laughs) And I'm having like I'm having that moment where I'm just like, oh, cool. So, they, <laughs> but that's every anime, right? It, it, you know, 27 is 50 in anime years. So yeah, our um, lives are over. Yeah, well, no, I, and they just write like if I feel like if you made Cowboy Bebop, you know, as a live action show, even back in the day, those characters would have been aged up to their 30s, just because yeah, uh, it'd be harder, I think, for a Western audience to buy a bunch of you know fresh out of college 20 somethings being hardened cynical criminal space pilot guys um i'm of the same mind that jackie is if they're just gonna do the anime but longer and live action i don't know how interested in that i'm gonna be but if they're willing to like do unique things and i mean you know maybe take some of the more popular stories or more popular touchstones from the show but do something new with them then i would totally be into it but if it's just gonna be the same exact episodes as the anime but stretched out and then with a bunch of money I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool, um, yeah. but I don't know if it's going to have the staying power that the show has had. So hear me out, hear me out. What if mm-hmm. instead of doing a straight up um, adaptation, they took the premise of Cowboy Bebop, but then like filtered it through Lost in Space. So it's like 1970s future retro sci-fi kitsch. Hell yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I'm here for that. Because yeah. at least it would be different. Yeah, I just, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's just, it's yeah. such a beloved story, such a beloved anime. And so it's just like, if, if they don't hit it out of the park, I just feel like it won't, it won't bode very well. Like fans are going to tear it apart. I mean, we also, the Ghost in the Shell remake, like, all right, we should just st- end on that actually. Yeah. That Let's not even <laughs> go there. Yeah. I was going to say the Netflix Death Note film, but. Oh, oh. I kind of oh. liked that movie. No, <laughs> there's Wait, always Peter, someone. Peter, cut him out. He's out. Just get rid of his boss. Not as an adaptation of Death Note, 
But I, oh, I just oh. liked how completely bonkers and off the wall it was. So bad. I liked wrong. it. I liked it more than the live action Japanese Death Note movies. Um, but did you guys? I mean, obviously, not comparable. No, did you guys ever see the live action um, Full Metal Alchemist? No, okay, because it's just like oh, now I remember that exists. The, yeah. the problem with live action anime adaptations is that the, what we love about anime is that it transports us to these worlds that we would never be able to create in live action. You know what I mean? So then when we see these people try to take a stab at it, and then the CG is terrible and like, you know, it's just like cringe worthy to watch. I'm just like, why would you even touch that? So I'm just worried about Cowboy Bebop because I'm just like visually, that was just such a beautiful anime and it's based in the future, but like, who knows? Maybe we've come far enough that they can pull it off now. Yeah. Cause you know, I think about the Marvel movies, um, Mandalorian was great. It's it just yeah. like, you know, it could be possible. It's just, the writing's got to be there. The acting's got to be there. Just a lot of things are going to have to hit or it's just going to be like, oh, Lordy. So I feel like something that doesn't work for me and I never watched them, but um, I remember the trailer now from that FMA movie and it's kind of the vibe mm -hmm. I also got when I saw the trailer for those Takashi Miike Attack on Titan movies. Is, mm -hmm. Oh God. And maybe it's a matter of like budget or just aesthetics, but I feel like whenever they try to replicate the looks of the characters, it ends up looking like, and I don't want to use cosplay as a pejorative, but like kind of cheap cosplay or like, it just doesn't look right on film. It doesn't it looks, the clothes don't look real. The, the hair doesn't look right. Yes. And um, yeah, I feel like oh, the Netflix oh, version is oh, probably going to. It is the wigs. The wigs are. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to react so loudly. It's just like, it is the wigs. Yes. I should just not do the wigs. That's what I'm remembering. I'm remembering the, the blonde wig. It's just mm -mm. yeah. You don't have to give the live action actors anime wigs for the movies. Like give them natural hair. It's yeah. You know. Agreed. So okay. um, we're just gonna have to be brought on the staff for any future anime <laughs> live adaptations. Just consult us, and we'll help you all out there. Yeah. So yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 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 All right. So before before we get to um, Jujutsu Kaisen. I would like to announce the winners of our giveaway from last week. So last week we were gifted five copies of another Eden, a cat beyond time art books and desktop mats to give away. And um, I told you guys a password and you had to go to Twitter and put it in. And we actually got quite a few entries. I was pretty happy with that. So um, without further ado, these are our five. I'm just going to read your guys' screen names and I'll, you know, DM all of you later so I can get your, information and give it uh give it to the correct people so you can get your cool stuff but these are our five winners for another eden the cat beyond time and space we have fady chan 4869xx falcon claw 129 perverted bishop i was waiting for you to read that one I'm so happy I got to read that on the air. I know, it's like, it's Lindsay. What's Lindsay? Okay, she just, okay, she got yeah. it. <laughs> Wandering Dreamer, with no E in Dreamer there. And then someone who must really, really like uh, Rumiko Takahashi, because their screen name is Lum Ranma Yasha. So okay, congratulations, you guys. Yeah, congratulations, you guys. Um, you win. You are, you are the winner this time. And hopefully we'll have another giveaway soon for uh, people who didn't win, but uh, that was a lot of fun, so... Uh, I'll be in contact with you guys via Twitter probably right after we finish wrapping this. So, okay. Without further ado, um, Jackie. Some, yeah, those were some exceptional Twitter handles. Like, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing like, like Lindsay's is like at ANN underscore Lindsay. Mine is my boring name. James, you actually like have a really creative, good Twitter handle. So, Props to you. It's the only creative thing I've ever done. It's, oh it my, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> so. Stop. Oh my gosh. But um, you know, it's uh we're about to start talking about Jujutsu Kaisen, but really quickly, um, we need to thank our sponsor. Super excited about this. Um, I like we're just a few episodes in here and really excited to have eBay um 
buying ads with us. So anyways, uh, really quickly, I'm just going to read this. So bear with me. Um, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So thank you, eBay. <laughs> Yay. Um, and okay, we're ready to get into Jujutsu Kaisen. And, um, you know, usually we have our spoiler rules and all that jazz. Um, but basically, if anyone's reading the manga, which honestly, like, I need to start reading this manga. Yeah, like me too. this show is so dang good. Like I, I am convinced. Like I'm like okay, Jackie. Like just just start reading ahead, you know. Um, but if you do read the manga, please no spoilers. Um, I forgot the other two rules. Uh, don't say mean things. Don't yeah yeah. yeah don't no be spoilers in the chat and don't be a jerk. <laughs> Pretty simple. Those are the rules, folks. Yeah yeah yeah. Great. So. I uh, I'm up to I'm up to date on the show. Of course, James is as well because he reviews it for us over at Anime News Network. So first, um, James, why don't why don't you tell us what what's happened in Jujutsu Kaisen so far? Oh my gosh! So gosh, I mean, we've spent the last what like two months on the the wacky uh, cursed exor cursed spirit exorcism race. That yes. ended up turning into a hot trash fire because all the cursed spirits invaded and tried to kill everyone. Yes. And that was great. We got lots of um, gorgeous AOA friendship action. Uh, there was a baseball game the other week to kind of tie things down, which was hilarious and wonderful. It was really good. Yeah. And then this week, we are kind of settling back into the kind of the case of the week vibe. Um, the main trio is back together for the first time since Yuji recovered from being dead. And then faked his death for like however many months he was training by watching all those movies with that bear that punched him in the crotch all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird show, man. But this week, we it was a lot of focus on uh, Megumi's backstory. We haven't really learned anything about him this entire season um, outside of some hints here and there. And this is the first time we've gotten some more insight into who he was before he joined up with Jujutsu Tech. Uh, we learned a little bit more about his mysterious sister, and um, we also met a wonderful new character, uh, Araki Nita. I want to make, I have my review up. I want to make sure I get her name right, but she's great. She is another one of uh, the show's many um, exacerbated teacher figures. And I, I can personally just vibe with that so much. And <laughs> I appreciate her willingness to, to goof around, but also try desperately to keep these kids from killing themselves in their stupid, stupid stunts. Yeah. <laughs> James, that was all over the place, and I really think you covered it nicely. That's just yeah. the show. It's yeah. a real show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Main, main character was dead for a while. He eats cursed guy fingers to gain more power because there's a cursed entity named Sukuna living inside of him who is kind of hot. And then um, <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of hot folks in this show, I'm not going to lie. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of hot adults, which I am excited for because yeah, um, we'll we'll get to them in a second. But yes, so yeah, um, main characters go to sorcerer school, and part of going to sorcerer school means exercising cursed spirits. And they're like the horror in this show is like pretty intense too, right? Like we spent so long on them, you know, just doing their like interschool battle stuff that when they we finally went back and. We got a, a some more death again after not seeing it for a couple months. I was like, "Oh yeah, this show is like really gory. Holy crap!" You're so bloodthirsty. You're like, "Yes, kill them all." Yes. <laughs> you know, Lindy sounds like me. What? Okay. <laughs> um. So honestly, it's interesting because I, I, Lindsay, you're starting to get into TikTok a little bit, right? You told I made an account, but I haven't posted anything. Okay. Yet. Okay. Yeah. So, but you, I'm sure you've seen like how active the anime community is on there. And, um, somebody like one of my friends, uh, she's like huge on there. She's like a hundred thousand followers. And she was like, I just don't get the hype with Jujutsu Kaisen. I just think it's good animation. 
And um, I like kind of got into a giant war with her. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. Um, So I'll be honest, when I first started watching, uh, I thought it was good. Like I was like, this is super solid. This is fun. Um, The animation's great, right? Uh, But what made me love the show was the arc with Junpei. Um, I don't know about y'all when it really like got to you, but it was like, yeah, this is uh, like the characters are lovable. Right. And it's got really good action, but it's like, does it have any depth? And it was the arc with Junpei where I was like, okay, this is some really, really good stuff. Um, For me, it was just like the writing was there and it had the emotional hits that we've been seeing with Attack on Titan. Right. Um, so, but what shocks me about that show the most is not the animation, not the great characters, not the horror, not the big emotional moments, but it's just how damn funny that show is. It is like hilarious. Like every time, every time (laughs) characters are all a bunch of doofuses, like constantly, (laughs) but like in a lovable way. And like, they're always just, God, like every, everyone in that show is kind of dumb. But like in not in an incompetent way, but just like in a like I don't know, like how often do you guys well James knows. James knows. I mean, if you interact yeah. with teenagers on a semi-regular basis, they can be pretty stupid. I'm sorry, I love all of my teenage viewers right now. I'm not saying like there's anything wrong with you. You just haven't had a lot of life experience yet. We've okay? all been so, there. Yeah, Such we've all been fault. there. I, mm-hmm. Like, you know, real talk, when I was in high school, like I did like stupid things on purpose all the time just to see it was called freaking the mundanes it was just like doing something stupid just to get a reaction out of like the normal folks because i wanted some love and i needed attention to gratify that come on so (laughs) so like for me that that meant like uh getting a costume okay (laughs) Lucy's like, where am I going with this? And, and I know, I know exactly like, where, where I'm it? going, but it's like, am I making this public? Okay, so I got, <laughs> I got like black angel wings. This is so chuny. Oh my god, I got like black angel wings that I had left over from a costume, and I would just wear them to school. I and love then people, you. And then people would be like, "Why are you wearing those?" And be like, "Because I want to." And oh then god, love it. just all the time. So I mean, I was always like wearing attention getting stupid so, so that, anyway that's that's an element of of the teenage like you're so confident in yourself that you don't realize how silly you are like you can pull it off even because who's you know as long as you own it you can do whatever you want um that's the best Lindsay story i've like ever heard and so yeah. aries i love it like that's mm-hmm. amazing yeah that's it's amazing that's all and i'm glad that you shared that story and it doesn't yeah. shock me Lindsay. That is something I could see teenage Lindsay a hundred percent doing. Um, yeah, I think that the teenage characters are just like so funny and goofy, but then so are the adults. Like it's just yes. I just I don't know how this this hits. It's just like so we should talk about the baseball episode. James, okay. you, you touched on it a little bit. So let's deep dive. Like now we want to hear the synopsis on the baseball episode. Uh, so basically, the wacky cursed spirit exorcism race, which is what it is called, like that is the official name of the incredibly important school exchange event uh, that you know ends in disaster. Um, a bunch of people die. A bunch of like non-important characters off screen get murdered. You find out later. They were important yeah. to someone. I know. Well, but you know, speaking of the humor, uh, Gojo, um, he basically says, "Yeah, I know that a lot of people died, and you're all probably traumatized, but." Um, we have to have a second event in order for this whole school exchange event thing to finish. And um, I figured we'd do baseball, right? And he rigs the drawing to make sure that everyone gets to play baseball. And so the whole, the whole like two month long extended battle fight scene extravaganza is basically concluded by having the Jujutsu tech, uh, the, the Tokyo school and the Kyoto school having a baseball game. And it basically plays out just, like a baseball game and you get to see all of the characters delightful little um like what what are they called the chirons the little uh player yes, profile things. made that episode so good 100 yeah. who it was oh my god i'm trying to think was it kasume and it was like she likes mangoes or she like left a mango in her fridge and then like later it was like may and it was like 
hated mangoes, but recently like got over it. And I was like, yeah. I don't know why that was so damn she, funny to me. I was like, what is with the effing mangoes? But she stole her mango. May stole her mango. I just that, that just clicked. Well, that's a running theme because there is a Jujutsu stroll too, where she stole like another one of her her food items out of the fridge that she'd very clearly oh. labeled. And so oh, okay. the poor girl. It all makes sense. It all She's makes that sense. coworker where yes. you go on your lunch break and they like, and they took your, they took your Tupperware and you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I brought mm-hmm. that curry from home. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the one for the panda. I, I really like the panda in general. Um, he's panda. not a panda. Panda is not a panda, but he's <laughs> no. a panda. Okay. And his Chiron, his uh, Chiron said uh, like that his dream is to one day fight a zebra. It's yeah. just like, why? <laughs> yes. Panda has the best moments. And uh, like for me, I, I don't know why this one's coming out, like coming to my head first, but I, I messaged Lindsay about this because it was so funny. It was, uh, it was the end. Did we talk about this on the last show? Actually, actually, I think I might've brought it up on the last show. It was uh, the end of one of the episodes and everyone was talking if they like dogs or cats more. Okay. And then he yeah. was like in the background, like just i don't know why like he was just in the background and then at the end he was like all butthurt that they didn't say pandas and he was like everyone hates me and i'm like you know sometimes we see these animal characters and i'll be honest sometimes i'm like why are you here like this is just kind of annoying me um or just like they're just like scary you know or they're just supposed to be fearsome but it's like the fact that he is just so ridiculous that like i'm like pandas uh, we were, we're we should talk about favorite characters next but like i was like gonna put him as my number one but then yeah. i was like, i don't know i have so, there's so many good characters i don't know there but- is and they all have really cool designs too like one of the characters that showed up from the kyoto school she's not listed as my favorite but who i really enjoyed is the the witch girl on the broom and her like hair i already like, knew that yeah um i just want to say i'm repping like yeah. my my collar actually says witch on on my dress right now oh but, my god uh, i love that <laughs> Uh, but I, I knew thought she was really Momo. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cool design. I loved her hair and stuff. But actually, my my current reoccurring favorite character, and he got a big highlight um, a couple episodes ago, is uh, Toge Inumaki, the guy who only responds with like uh, shake and um, like rice ball words. ingredients. Yeah, yeah, rice ball ingredients because he has like <laughs> the power of cursed speech. Yeah. And, um, fights ended up being like really cool but he gets worn out really quick but i just think he's really endearing he's very moe yeah he's cute um yeah yeah, and then extremely powerful which i always like kind of vibe with those characters um james who's your favorite i'm like still trying to come up in my brain i i know who i'm gonna say but i was yeah i know who you're gonna say too i know james you go i mean my answer is really predictable i like the grouchy hammer girl yeah, uh, I like Nabara. She's amazing. Um, she's just the right amount of snark and sass, but she's also just as dumb as her two friends. Yes, and yes, so also I, dumb. Yeah, that's if she was just snark and sass, she'd be like number three for me. But the fact yeah. that she also makes goofy faces and does funny voices, heck yeah, yeah. Like in the in the latest episode when they're they're trying to find people to interview about this curse. They see two guys over standing over in the corner, and they look like t- stereotypical delinquents. She's like, "Hey, there's two punks over there. We should beat the crap out of them." Yeah. <laughs> like, Who does that? And then for like, the rest of the episode, she's like, "Why are you still here? We're done with you. We're we're done talking yeah. to you. Go away. <laughs> like, why are yeah. you even still here?" Oh, good. And then I love how like Yuji and Nobara are just like just really really funny and just annoy Megumi. Like, I just it's it's like you said, she can be really like sassy and like you know, totally bad B, but then she's also just like totally like goofy with him and just like adorable. So yeah, I love her. Um, she me, me, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say she reminds me a little bit of uh, Nabiki from Romano one half because she's kind of like, you don't want to mess with her, but she's very money oriented. Like she wants to get her first credit card. She wants to go shopping <laughs> and like buy a bunch of stuff. She wants money. Um, but I think she's not as, she's not as conniving as like Nabiki from Rama, but there's still like some similarities there. Nabiki was my favorite from Rama because she was just like yeah I'm gonna secretly take photos of my sister and then sell them and she's just evil <laughs> in that way like Kali's got a fan club and I've got money to make um, oh. <laughs> Nabara's also got that really great moment from a couple episodes ago where 
um, Momo is explaining how, you know, there are all these pressures on uh, female sorcerers in the jujutsu culture because, you know, she explains that you, you can't just be good, you have to be perfect. You right. know, there, there are all these men that basically get to fail upwards. And if you're, you know, a woman in this society and, you know, the, the, the manga is not at all being subtle about what it's saying regarding just general society, no. um, yeah. you know, you have to be strong, you have to be smart, you have to be, you know, um, beautiful and appealing to the men around you. So they take you even halfway seriously. Right. And Navarra has the great moment where she's like, look, I don't like, I, I want to be girly sometimes. And sometimes I want to beat people up with my hammer and I'm going to do both. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says. And then she yeah. beats Momo up with a squeaky hammer so she doesn't kill her. <laughs> it's the best that thing I've ever so seen. Yeah. That is definitely up there for top scenes in this show. Like I was like, what's she going to do? And then I was like, that just happened. Like, what they I, actually wrote that. When it comes to the female characters in Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, like, all of them have been pretty amazing. Like, they've avoided all the typical stereotypes, like, character archetypes and everything that you usually get from shonen shows that have female characters there. Like, uh, we got a whole episode that was just girl fights. And they were all, like, really, really cool. Um, my favorite of, of the girls is definitely uh, Nobara and Maki because I ship them. And if anyone says that's wrong, they're wrong because like they definitely, they have like big girlfriend energy to me. And so I, I like Maki, her. I like Maki a lot because um, she's she's having to prove herself with a handicap. Like, she's from like a prestigious like sorcerer family, but her actual powers are pretty weak. Like she has to wear those glasses to even be able to perceive curses. And so instead she has to use these cursed weapons in they're order wrong. to fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't get to see my favorite, Lindsay. Oh, sorry, go, go. It's not even worth anymore. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. Um, I actually I you know who I'm gonna pick. AoE. Yeah. AoE. I love AoE. Um because <laughs> he likes tall girls with big butts, and he's just so dumb. He's so dumb. the dumbest, just ridiculously <laughs> stupid, and then just so powerful, yet you like love him this was so funny to me though because remember everybody's like nice pitch nice, yeah. pitch, nice pitch and then Yuji's like holding his like you know like just unconscious body and he's like everybody hates you <laughs> this, I don't know he he just brings me so much joy he's just like he's just too ridiculous I just don't know if someone wrote him up like like whoever wrote up this genius like it's just like I, I mean I this show, the characters are just so great. I do want you to get back into Maki because I just think she's one of the baddest bees ever. And Lindsay, I didn't want to bring this up, but since you did, and I hate to bring up TikTok again, um, <laughs> there was a TikTok that was going viral and they were like, the, like, I'm sorry, they shipped, they shipped Maki. And then also they were like, they described Kento. They were like, Kento oh, no. is that older gay man who you know had way too much fun in his 20s. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> I was dead. I like threw out my phone. And then they showed Megumi and they were like, obviously, like, they were just like stereotyping them in the like best and worst ways ever. Yeah. But I was just absolutely dying. Um, but yeah, Maki is definitely a standout for female characters. So like, sorry, you can continue simping over her because I love her too. So <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely love her. Like any scene she's in, I just think she's super cool. Uh, I like the um relationship between her and her sister and how they like flesh that out because it's more complicated than the typical like oh perfect sibling and the inferior feeling other sibling like it's like they were both weak to start with but one of them was motivated maki was motivated to you know continue to push herself to over overcome her limitations whereas mai was more comfortable being in the background because not much was expected of her but once her sister started uh, pushing herself then her what she lacked became more self-evident and that made her angry and so they kind of had like work that out I like Mai too like I understand her her emotional like how she's thinking and, and stuff like that like I totally get that I think they're both really cool but um yes Maki and Nobara should go shopping together and just like yeah, they're girlfriends. So so. Love. I'm here for it. Um, so Lindsay, it's funny for female characters. I actually put down Maki and May. Uh, yeah. 
both of them too. But I mean, like, I love Casame and I wrote down Momo even. I knew you were going to, I thought you were going to pick Momo. So I was she like, doesn't okay, have I enough screen time yet. She doesn't have like enough screen time. To, like, yeah. Do it. No, but so I like her design a lot. Yeah. Lindsay, when she popped up, I was like, Lindsay's going to love her. I'm like, that is just like Lindsay's vibe, like 100%. Um, but I'm so happy you like brought up the other side of May because, like, dude, of course we love Maki. I mean, like, underdog 100%, like you said, with the glasses and she's got to like, you know, she doesn't have like the abilities that everyone has, but I do kind of like May too, because it's like you said, like she's uh, just kind of like doing the exact opposite of her sister. I feel like, you know, um, Maki is like, F y'all, I'm going to be the head of this family. But May is like, you know what, let me just like lay low and I'm going to just blow up later. Like, that's what I feel like she's kind mm -hmm. of like her, her whole path. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm have a younger sister. You know what I mean? So I always like, love these sister relationships because they're just like, you love each other deep down, but sometimes you're just completely different. Like these two are, you know? And yeah. it's so funny because like, you can tell they're not like fully resolved here. Right. And we're, I'm, I can't wait to see how everything plays out between them. Um, but like, I just, I love their dynamic. I just think they're both so different and so complex. And, um, you know, Lindsay, you and I have had a lot of conversations about like shonen anime and it's just like there, it leaves a lot to be desired when it comes to female characters a lot. So like for this one, to, I had a list and I was like trying to decide it down. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, that's wild. I mean, we could, I'm sure we can name like three shonen anime now and I could be like, uh, I don't even know if I really like any of the women. Yeah. I hate to say that, but it's just like kind of the way it is. But okay, James, now you're in the hot seat. Who's your favorite female character? Or he's in Nobra, I guess. Well, that was your yeah. favorite character, though. So do you have a second for your female character? Uh, Miwa is delightful. I appreciate her. Yeah. I, I appreciate her like self-deprecating millennial energy. The whole show yeah. has a really like, it has its finger on the pulse of like, I think our entire generation yeah. of, of yeah. people that are just completely fed up with, um, you know, useless adults and the system and um, idiots that try to ruin everything and everyone around them for the sake of selfish, stupid reasons. And they just call them out all the time. Um, yeah. So Miwa is great. And she also had, I mean, she had that great line where she, uh, last episode, she said, hi, I'm useless Miwa. I don't actually think that I'm useless, but I did sleep through that entire last battle. And it's like, girl, I relate to that so hard. I don't know. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> she's also like, that's me. <laughs> that's great. She's also um, the one who I think um sometimes she kind of like she kind of like sucks up to the old creepy principal but like knows that he's full of crap the whole time. I felt like I Oh, she yeah, that. she she had a whole thing where she said that she's she's really just the 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 meritocracy system of getting promotions and like the the sorcerer rankings. Um, yeah. You have to get recommendations from people that are above you and it, it can't be your mentor. And so she has oh. to like suck up to like other people in, in order to, to try to make money. She even says like, I just want to be able to pay off my bills and like live. And again, yeah. it's like, it's me, man. I get it. Right. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta, you gotta put up with a bunch of, bunch of old people at your work. Not you guys at my teaching, right. work, at my teacher, teacher job. That make <laughs> we poor decisions. That funny though. Oh, Lordy. Um, okay, so we definitely need to talk about villains, though, because I think, I feel like we're all just, like, just totally fangirl slash fanboying for this anime right now. It's like, I can't really think of anything negative. Um, but I do think that the villains are, like, off the chain. Um, Lindsay, you were talking about Sukuna earlier. Love yes. Him. Yes. I like whenever he, you know, decides to make an appearance and talk trash. And, you know, I mean, he, he left a big impression on me, like, he, when he when he first like shows up and he has that fight with Gojo, like that mm -hmm. was like the first, like really like, Oh my God, like the mm -hmm. choreography and fighting in this show is amazing. Um, and so that stuck with me. And then, you know, now every once in a while he'll show up, show up and just sort of like, you know, talk shit and then disappear or something. So yeah, I really, I really like uh, Gojo, but Mahito, <laughs> Mahito though, like. Sexy dude. Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein a hundred. Why Go is here. everyone good looking in this show? Why? Oh, really hot. <laughs> you just said it, girl. You just said it. Like everyone is attractive in this show. Like, like how dare they? I don't know who I simp for more, Sukino or Sukuna or Mahito. Like I really don't know who I simp for more. 
Sukuna like came on screen and it's just like the confidence was just mm -hmm. so sexy. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was just like, and he's just snarky and funny. Like his personality is just like killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, they, they really killed it with him. Like, I, I just don't know how else to say it. And then Mojito, who was just like so nonchalant, doesn't give it a beep about anything. And then like, remember, like he comes face to face with Sakuna for the second time. Sakuna was like, no, no, I told you like, not again. Like, yeah. And then I was like, I like, I had to take a step back. Like, I was like, that was so, like, you could feel his energy. Like he was like, wait, you again? I told you like, no. And it was just like over. I, I was like, oh my goodness. You just got told. Yeah. Yeah. The Sukuna is just like, he's probably one of the better villains that I've seen in anime, like yeah. for a while now. Like, like literally I'm, tr I'm trying to think of ones that stick out. And I think it's just because, um, He's got that scariness to him, but he's also really funny and like eerily charming. Um, one of my friends compared him to the Joker and I can kind of like see a little bit of that, but he's, he's not like the Joker not, seems very like lost sometimes and like out yeah, of control. Crazy. I, yeah. Yeah. Sakuna is like, he's funny and charming. And like, I feel like he knows exactly how he's playing everybody. And that's why he scares me. Like I'm getting chills talking about it because he's just like, He's gonna get you so powerful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, I love Sakuna. Um, yeah. and, but then like obviously Mojito, sexy Frankenstein James. I have never said that, and like <laughs> that's literally him. Yeah. Like that is like the best way to describe him. But um, yeah, he he is just so creepy. Like with I, I just I don't even know uh, there's no other way to describe him but creepy in my opinion. He's got that mad scientist sort of thing going and that um sort of disregard for humanity um the closest villain i can think of that reminds me of him is uh gosh his name is escaping me right now but it's actually the main villain from the ancient magus bride who does a lot of really similar things as uh, mojito does he's not sexy though he looks like a small child but but it's uh, this but he has the same like villain um like through line as far as like that's how they're similar like their motivations and like how they do it is is pretty close to the same um and they've got some other similarities in that, like, they're both technically immortal, you know. So, yeah, I think his name's Johannes, something like that. Um, anyway, yeah. And then uh, we got to see that big fight against uh, Hanami, who I did not expect to be female voiced until she started talking during that fight. And I was like, whoa, OK. And her attacks were really cool. Like, she... Yeah. You, you can tell she's holding back like the whole time because I think even Mahito comments on like her not allowing her rage to overcome her or something like that. But she's got all the tree bark and the flower attacks and stuff and she's pretty formi formidable and she has a really cool design with the creepy branches that come out of the her eyes. Yeah. That's what I was weird. Yeah. I don't um, know what it is. That like every time I, I would look at Hanami, I was like, you're scary. I think, and that's, you're talking about the horror aspect of it. Yeah. Their monsters are just, they're, they're frightening. Like yeah. the cursed spirits. Oh my gosh. I don't know why. Like I could not st stop thinking about the little kids and they were coming up to Eugene and they were like, kill me, kill me. Like that like haunted mm -hmm. me. That like yeah. haunted me. Like, and that, that's like this, this anime, you're just like, it's, it's so funny, but then it has like these moments that are like really, really scary and like even, and gory. Yeah. Um, but I really want to see more from, um, oh my God, his name's escaping me. The main guy, uh, he, he was like the one that we saw and he torched everybody in that restaurant uh, and like gave zero Fs about it. Uh, Ghetto, I, I think. What is it? Is that, 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 is that one Ghetto? I think uh, oh, in the chat they're saying he's, he's pretty popular. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think. He hasn't he, done a bunch, but yeah. Yeah, he hasn't done a bunch yet, but that, that's the... What is so scary about, I think it's Ghetto and um, Mojito, is that they, like, do not care about human beings at all. Yeah. Like, it, it's just the fact that he could just set all these people on fire and then just, like, walk out. And then M Mojito, like, we've just seen how he's, like, deformed them. And, like, he, he just, like, has them in his pocket and stuff like that. And you're just, like... Uh, and honestly, his manipulation of Junpei... Like that was, so, that was so sad. Yeah. So, was so is, sad. Is dead? Is he gone? I'm pretty sure he's dead. Get out! Yeah, I think so. I'm I trying was, to. I, I'm trying I, to remember I, I that episode. Hoping, 
Well, they showed him transform and and then I don't really know what happened. So but so I was like, is he dead? Is he gone? I was hoping that like I, I kind of low-key thought that, but like they killed his mom and Mojito was just yeah. using him as a tool and not just like using him as a tool, like that's manipulation on an entirely different level. You it was know, like I mean? an experiment. He was like exper like, you know, he was gaining his trust through the appearance of friendship to get him to like do certain things for him and then the moment that he wasn't useful anymore he turned him into this like abomination of himself and and i mean the characters had all developed like a real friendship with him and yeah it was really sad it was really sad chandler yeah. said he's gone in chat he said he's gone he said he transfigured and he's gone yeah. i am so sad i was holding on to some hope that maybe he would like somehow like they'd be able no, to heal him or something. Yeah. Who knows, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah. some way. But then I was like, oh man. But um, yeah, I, I think that that's like, and then even like my friend um loves Mahita. Like sh she finds him very endearing and, and sweet. And I'm like, that's she okay? my thing. I know. <laughs> like, she's like, he's so childlike and like, he's just like adorable. And I'm like, I mean, I can see, I can, you see the moments in him, right? But then he's so effing evil. You're just like, it just makes his creepiness factor like even more so. So yeah. yeah. Ask, ask her who hurt her for her to get <laughs> that way. You know what? I mean, I, I like my villains. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of Sukuna, but like, yeah, Mojito is, um, I just think that Junpei arc really made me hate him. Like, yeah. and, and he came on the screen and I was like, sexy Frankenstein? Why am I oddly attracted to you? <laughs> but then it was like, you just saw just how awful he is. And it's just like, I, like, I can feel it in my pit of my stomach. Also, his fight with Kento. We need to talk about Kento more, actually. Yes. Let's talk about Kento. Yes. Oh, God. Okay, so. Love that man. This is my husband. Um, I'm here for and, it. Um, He's daddy. You know, <laughs> he is daddy 100%. <laughs> I can't. I mean, what is there to even say? Like, he's like <laughs> perfection, right? Like, you look at him, like, he, he's not going to put up with any shit. You know, he's not going to work late nights because he's not about it. You know, he's going to make sure he gets his 401k and <laughs> all of his like stock profile in order so that, you know, he has something to retire with. Uh, he take you to good bakeries. He has opinions on bread, which is really important for me, okay, as someone who loves carbs forever. Like, I need he, that. I he need knows that, that capitalism support. is a sham. So. Yes. He's woke. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and his best friend is Gojo. So, I mean, sometimes he's going to come over too. And I'm it's sorry, a two for one. I just remember that bit where, where Gojo goes so far out of his way to get to get him to look at a picture of a dick that he drew. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his mission like, in life. They're like a perfect pair of friends because like one of them is like too serious for his own good and the other one's just trolling him constantly. So oh. Gojo's just all, like constantly trolling him, like going out of his way to try and get him to like do stupid shit that he's too serious to do. And in that case, it was like to look at a picture of a dick that he drew on a piece of paper. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew. Why? He was like, I know what this is, but I'm going to I'm gonna open it. But I, I know what it is, and I'm going to be disappointed. But okay, and there it was. And that's their friendship. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. If there was a Kento Gojo spinoff show, I would 100% watch that. Mm -hmm. Like, no doubts in my mind like that would be the funniest thing ever um one of the topics that we we wrote up and we really like we barely touched on though is just like jujutsu kaisen making like hot grown-up characters yes like because gojo and kenta they have to be like roughly our age right i'm pretty sure <laughs> he's like 27 <laughs> Oh my god, I'm out of here. I leave. I'm leaving. I'm out. <laughs> I, I looked it up. No. I was like, Gosh, darn it. Anime. I went through that too. He's already, he's already had exactly. a career change at 27. Like he already had like a full career in like some corporate office and quit and then became like an awesome sorcerer. I'm like, please. Oh he's, my at, gosh. 
He's the same age in my heart as me. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna say too. Also, Lindsay, literally, that, your description of Kento, like that is your perfect man. Like I'm just like I just a hundred percent see that. Even like to the bakery thing, and you describing that, I was like, yeah, someone was like, oh, this is Lindsay's perfect man, and just threw him up and made him. So, and the best part about Kento's story though was like. I think we've all had moments where we're like are fighting something that we are. And then eventually we're just like, we're just going to give into this. Like, this is who we are. And so like that whole bakery scene was just, you know, like he was like, do I just let this girl suffer? And just, I'm trying to get away from this, this part of me that I don't really like, you know? And then he just like succumbs to it and he calls Gojo. Right. And I was yeah. just like, I don't know why that scene like really hit my heart. Like I was just like, uh, like, I don't know. I really want to see more of him every time he's yeah. on screen. I just think he's fantastic. Um, I, I like, I loved his battle with Mojito and they're just so different too. You know what I mean? And like, I feel like that's, that's going to be like a really fun rivalry. Like, you know, whenever they see each other, it's going to be kind of like the Levi beast Titan thing, you know? Yeah. Um, at least I hope so. But um, yeah. Oh, and we got to talk about Gojo. Like, yeah. The, the first of all, the creepy guy who wanted to make him into a coat hanger. I yeah. mean, this man's beautiful. This man, th this is just like this is the Lindsay and James simping over JJK people. Like that's pretty mm. much it. That's, that was actually the entire episode. Um, we can end on that. But no, my favorite moment with him. Well, there's so many great Gojo moments, but I was dying because that guy wanted to make him into a a coat rack right yeah and they literally did a whole like end of episode scene where he talks about like i want to disconnect his spine here and break his femur in half here and put it like and, and described how he was going to make the coat hanger and like usually those end scenes are really funny and i think it was supposed to be comedic but like it like literally scared me because i was like no gojo i love you like what <laughs> and then so i'm expecting this like huge fight between him and like that butcher guy and then literally he just like walks up and he's like uh you're annoying and like yeah. blows the guy's arms and legs off and i was just like <laughs> all that build up for gojo just to be like oh yeah we're gonna need him for questions i was like plebes be gone yeah that's i i just i want to see more i want to see more of 32 year old gojo um and <laughs> four year old kento because that's yeah. what their ages are so. yeah we made it mm -hmm. canon well, i remember in that first episode yuji asks gojo like hey if um like if, if Sukuna took over and you had to fight him, like he would win. And he goes, Oh, I'd win, but that's not really the issue here. <laughs> and at, at first you're like, Oh, is is he really gonna be able to do that? And it's like, oh yeah, no, he, I think he would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh lordy, you guys were out of time. Well, mm -hmm. I know it's seven o'clock. I love yeah. how the three of us we could just like talk about, I mean, Attack and Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, throw something up here. And it's just like, we just find somehow 30 minutes goes by too fast to geek it out does. about. Like, it does. Something. I know. Jujutsu right. Kaisen, everybody, watch it. Watch it. And we'll be back. Oh. Oh, so what do you guys like better, Attack and Titan or Jujutsu Kaisen? What? Why would you even pose that question? Because um, it is, it's been Titan. tough for people. That, yeah. Oh, man, you know what? You say that though, James, just because we're so late in the game. Like Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> is starting. Like, I'm just like, they're both so good. I, I do have to admit at this point, I look forward to the Attack on Titan episodes like so much. Like, I'm mm -hmm. like, that drops. And like, if I am not like busy with like running errands, I'm like, okay, I'm watching that like immediately. I think it's 1.45. I forgot the exact time, but like, I literally know when it's dropping and I'm like, oh, like around this time and I'm like, okay, I got to watch. Um, but man, they're both really, really good. And I, and I, I hope it's not getting overshadowed by Attack on Titan. We've seen so much hype for it though. I think that they're both like killing it. So for, All right. for me, that's the like, manga that's sales like, spike like three thousand percent or something. Like it's insane. it's blowing up. Yeah, yeah. I want to read the manga. I'm like, I can't wait. You can like, just you can just read it on your phone on the um, official Shonen Jump app. I'm doing it. That's like it happen. only costs like you probably you can read the current chapters I think for free. But then if you pay like five dollars a month, you can read all of it. It's so two bucks. Yeah. Two bucks a month. Sorry, it's like it's why not. <laughs> 
Do it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I mean, the, the story's just been so good. So I'm here for it. All right. Well, we're actually going to be back here, all three of us in the same spot, different time, though, for the spring trailer watch party on Thursday, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific. I've been keeping Peter updated on all the trailers, so we should have the latest ones for this, um, for every show that's coming out for the spring season. It's going to be like 40 trailers. It's going to be nuts. So make sure you like bring your snacks and you know a piece of paper so you can write down everything that looks good because i'm sure we're gonna i'm i'm already hyped for like so many shows next season like the lineup is crazy so make sure to come in watch it with us we'll have it's always a a really good time so thanks everybody for coming we'll be back with attack on titan next week two episodes are gonna air next week so we'll have i don't this won't be double length but we'll probably skip news because we're gonna have so much aot to talk about so thanks yeah. everyone for coming in and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.